Carol O'Foury. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till 12. East Coast Radio. So it's a Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we celebrate different women doing amazing things, just trailblazing, captains of industry, innovative, working hard, putting it together, and inspiring all of us listening and watching across KZN. And today is no different, all right? Nine years ago, Jeanne turned her side hustle into her main Hustle, yes. Her main hustle being the amazing brand, Wicked Donuts. And the story is insane. There's a book that also has come about. And Jean Brooks has just done amazing things. So I met her for the first time. We were at the Soroptimist, I hope I say this right, Soroptimist Women event, which is a great, great um, initiative that takes care of girls all over the world. And they asked us to speak. And I was one of the keynotes. And so was Jean. And I met Jean. And I sat in awe when she spoke about how Wicked Donuts came about and just her passion for everything that she does. So she's here in the flesh. I'm so excited to see you. How are oh, you doing, Jean? Thank you so much, Carol. It is such an honor and a privilege to be here and so nice to see you again. Oh, it's so awesome to see you. I mean, I remember when you, we were preparing to speak, you were like, I'm so nervous. I do not speak. I just do, I just do my business. I love doing my business. I don't I like to speak. I, like I don't to think hide I can do in this. the background. <laughs> in the kitchen, yes. <laughs> I love it. Now, for someone who has no idea who is Jean Brooks and how did Wicked Donuts come about, don't you want to share your story with us? Wow. Um, well, it actually came out of necessity. Um, I just wasn't doing very well in my beauty business and I'd been doing it for about 11 years and mm-hmm. I needed a change desperately. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started as a side hustle. I would get up before my day job yeah. at about three or four o'clock in the morning, make a batch of donuts. And that's how I started the business. Just one batch at a time, taking orders on WhatsApp and delivering them myself, taking orders on the phone. You know, the real grind wow. hustle. The real grind hustle. Brick by brick. <laughs> sure. So you were getting up and going to your, your day job, which was beauty therapy, right? Yes, yes. Wow. And then you decided, uh, I'm going to follow my, my main hustle. Yes, I just, um, it was actually a conversation with a friend who owned a very successful restaurant in Durban. Uh-huh. And it was one of the, the, the businesses that they were thinking of doing at the time because they wanted to branch out and change um, businesses. Yeah. And she said, well, we were thinking of a whiskey barn, we were thinking of a donut shop and this and that, but we've decided we're going to open a, a bistro. Okay. And I said, why are you not doing donuts? And she's like, no, we like just shelved it. So for about two or three weeks, that's all that was playing on my mind was this donuts, donuts. And I don't have any patisserie training. And I said, you know, Gina, I can't let go of this idea. I think it would be so brilliant. Would you mind if I just gave it a bash? Yeah. She's like, no, go for it. Like, we've totally shelved it. We're not going to be doing it at all. Right. You should start in the markets. We think it's going to be a great idea. Like, go for it. You have our blessing. So that's where I started, and I had no idea it would steamroll into what it has become today. So it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when you say it's an amazing amazing journey, paint for us. Because when I first saw Wicked Donuts, for some reason I thought, like, this is some international concept that's come into <laughs> South Africa. Such a cool logo, such a cool pink vibe. I wonder where these donuts come from. I was floored to learn that it's a uniquely Durban uh, business unique to Durban and it's owned by a lady. Yeah. Jeanne, talk well, to us. So many people have always thought that it is an international franchise because I think I was so 
good at keeping myself so far in the background. Mm. And because I was nervous to show people my inexperience and that I learned how to make, you know, donuts on YouTube, most of the time I didn't know what I was doing. I was failing forward like they say you should. But I wanted to do it like way in the background where I had the the darkness to conceal all of this, you yeah. know. So... As TikTok came about in, I think, about 2020, it really started to gain traction. Right. I thought, you know, people were saying, tell your story, come forward, share what this, uh, what, what you're about. Mm. And at the, up until that point, everybody thought I was a franchise. Yeah. And when I started to, like, tell people my story and they realized that this is just a little startup in Durban, there's literally, like, me and my mom running the whole business. Wow. You know, when they call through, they really do say, can you put us through to finance department and marketing department? And we're like, hi, <laughs> hi, hi. You know, my mother and I will be passing the phone to each other in the back. <laughs> you know, there's literally just the two of us um, yeah. running this business. It's really a, 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 a homegrown Durban startup, grassroots. Yeah, local is Lekker, proudly South African. The so whole bank awesome. shoot, hundred percent female, yes. black owned. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Listen, I, I I love the video. Your mom was watering the plants there at your Durban <laughs> North Branch, and I thought this is we so still have cute. Plants exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only reason. This yeah. is so cute. Now, I mean, a lot of people are so scared to follow dreams. You know, yeah. a lot of people are so scared to follow dreams. You envisioned <clears> it first in a book. Yes. Talk to me about that. So this is even way before the conversation that I had with a friend. Um, I went through a very, very difficult period in around 2012. Mm. Um, a period of unemployment mm. just spiraled me into uh, a depression. Mm. And I was diagnosed with bipolar. I was hospitalized for a week. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like a reset for me. Mm. I was purposeless. I had... Just said to myself, oh my God, what's going to happen with my life now? What do I do going forward? I used to say to my mother, are you going to be supporting me for the rest of my life? Mm. Like, how am I going to put the pieces back together? And I'd been unemployed for so long and I thought, you know, what is the way forward from here? Yeah. And... Um, I started to read a lot of self-help books at the time. I really started to take my therapy seriously, my medication. I got a lot of support from my family and I started putting my life back together. And with that positive uh, positivity and the manifestation books that I'd been reading at the time, I thought, okay, let me just see what would happen if I had to channel this into my life. Mm. What happens if... Instead of just being negative about everything, I say, you know what? I'm inviting good things into my life. Yeah. I'm so confident that they're going to come that let me start journaling it. I'm welcoming these things into my life. And, and it doesn't even, I didn't even know what I wanted at the time. That's how purposeless I was. Mm. I didn't even know what to dream of or what to hope for. Wow. So all I started with was the excitement of something great coming. Mm. And, you know, sometimes if you just trust God in the universe... Mm. It will package something so perfectly for you that mm. it, it, it'll it blow your mind with mm. what will actually end up coming towards you. Mm. So even though I didn't know that it was baking that I would get into, I thought maybe I might be a nun or go and be a police officer. I said, whatever it is, just bring me something that's going to suit me. Mm. And I just kept praying on that and kept inviting that into my life. And I started documenting the journey of how this was going to come into my life, not knowing that something was actually going to come out of this. Wow. I mean... At that time, I, my whole family had thought I'd lost my mind. Mm. And uh, 
I was highly medicated. I'm writing this book. I'm telling everybody about how successful I'm going to be. And I'm channeling all these fantastic things into my life and started writing a book called A Recipe for Miracles, not knowing that it would even have anything to do with baking. Wow. So and then it came full circle to the end of, of opening this business that at one stage had five shops, the delivery service, you know, supplying into retail stores. It was a phenomenal success compared to what I had hoped. It was so much more than, than what I had even envisioned. Mm. Yeah, because at that time, I, ju- I was just hoping for a job. I yeah. was just hoping to have purpose, have a reason to wake up in the morning. And I was gifted with so much more. So much more. Wicked Donuts founder Jean Brooks is with us. We'll have more with her inspirational story. I mean, goosebumps galore. We are live on Facebook, so do join us there. Let's take a short break and then we're back with Jean. Um, yes, we're here with Jean Brooks, the founder, creator of Wicked Donuts. She's been sharing a story of how this amazing brand came about. Um, a proudly KZN brand. I mean, I recently just bought donuts the other day. It was my son's birthday and I got freshly baked donuts that I picked up on our way to school and I tell you my little one who was sitting in the car was like I want donut my heart just died because I'm like this is for Senna's schoolmates not for you little girl um, but we were able to appease and, and, and find the peace but it was wonderful to pick up freshly baked donuts proudly KZN donuts from a female owned business and take these to school and to hear my boy have raving reviews from his friends saying oh what a treat what a treat what a treat and as he walked in with that distinct pink box Everybody was like, whose birthday is it? Whose birthday is it? And then I got my three-year-old screaming, it's Hannah's birthday, it's Hannah's birthday. Um, so yeah, very, very nice. Um, you have those stories, I'm sure, of lots of people who've just enjoyed your donuts so much and um, booked them for all sorts of occasions. I heard Ruan talking to you about a 40th with gold donuts. <laughs> you seem to tailor make your, 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 your donut orders, do you? Yeah, people love our letter donuts. Those yeah. have been the most popular. So you can just customize the letters to any message that you want to send. Yeah. And even if you have like a private joke between the two of you, like we've seen some really funny things, um, <laughs> some really naughty things as well. Wow. But you can customize letters and numbers to any message you want to send. I absolutely so it makes love a great it. gift, yeah. I love it. I love it. And you know what? I've seen your posts about how difficult running small businesses are uh, and the challenges that you face as a small business. I mean, the other day you posted one about a, a small Durban business that you love that's now been forced to close. Yeah. Talk to us about the challenges and how you've overcome them as Wicked Donuts. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I'm always so scared to be interviewed is because people are going to say what motivates you and what drives you forward. And it's so hard for me to even say because most of the time, most of us are feeling like we're just putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And all businesses that are still open today, I think that's how they're feeling. They're mm. literally just putting one foot in front of the other. And um, I think that that very traumatic period of being unemployed mm. has has scarred me to such a point that I don't want to see that again and I wouldn't want that for anybody else and that's why when people's businesses close especially local businesses Mm. it just affects me so deeply you know Mm. because it's not just those people and their staff that are going to have to find a way to put their their lives back together and that's deeply traumatic Mm. to lose your sense of purpose and your your livelihood Mm. you know Uh, so I think that motivates me a lot and and during that time when I needed to put my life back together there was a lot of people supporting me Mm. and I know that by me putting one foot in front of the other and just continuing to keep this business open and keep people in jobs I'm also being a support that 
I needed support back then yeah. and I'm trying to be the support now when I'm stronger. Yeah. And and also it's important for me to have a purpose and to to have a career. Right. So th- that's what that's what keeps me motivated is that we've just we can't just all give up. That's right. how we're feeling at the moment. Right. But there've got to be a few people that are strong enough to just carry everybody else and say come we've just got to keep going we, you know let's put one foot in front of the other because it's not always going to be like that mm. at the time when I had that breakdown it felt like I was always going to be at rock bottom that I'd never be able to find my way out of that but eventually you do mm. and it won't always be like this we go yeah. through these waves you know you go through a famine famine is not forever mm. feasting is not forever so I just, you know, we don't know how long it's going to be. We thought COVID was going to be a bad season. Maybe it's going to be three years or four years of tough trading, but eventually things are going to come around. And that's what I'm waiting for. And that's what I'm working towards. Right. Still having something when those good days come. I love that. And that leads me to my next question, which we always ask the ladies when they come here. What inspirational message do you have for a woman right now who is, like I always say, battling to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, They are in a a dark spot like you were back in 2012, uh, where they feel nobody understands them. Nobody is helping. They feel all alone. What is your message to that woman struggling right now? Um, We've got to take care of ourselves and... Just keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter how difficult it is. Mm. I mean, I've suffered with depression my entire life from the time I was 16. Mm. So uh, it's very familiar to me. There's some places where you just need to lie in a dark place for three weeks or six weeks. But then eventually take that time out and say, look, I need to just clock out for a while. uh, But come back to it, you know, get back on the bike, put one foot in front of the other and pick yourself up. You know, and mm. because the choices that you make when you're in the darkest places lead to something outside of that space if you make certain choices when you are struggling. Mm. So don't just lie there forever. Well, it's you know, so powerful. Just try as hard as you can to pick yourself up, no matter what it is, just including small things in your routine. Okay, I'm just going to put one job, uh, search for one job today and make mm. that your, your daily goal. Mm. Just small things and small steps towards you know can make a big difference at the end i love what you said there but in your darkest time try and make like good decisions Mm -hmm. that when you come out of it it's going to benefit you in the future that is so so powerful because i think a lot of people when you're in a dark place you kind of think it doesn't matter what decision i make if i decide to drink myself to a stupor for every night Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter i'm in a bad place anyway Mm -hmm. but actually if you make that one good decision in that bad place when the light comes it's going to shine bright just like it has for you a hundred percent. I mean, lying in hospital, being heavily medicated and thinking there's no way I'm ever going to come out of this place and then putting my life back together. And I mean, I had to be taken care of for months to get myself out of that. But it was a journey and it was just saying things are going to get better. I'm taking the steps towards making my life better. I'm going to start writing this book. I'm going to start doing positive things. And it's those decisions that I made in those that dark place that led me to something that that I love today. Wow. Guys, Wicked Donuts founder, amazing Jean Brooks. Jean, if we want to get in touch with you, I follow you on Instagram at Wicked Thank Donuts. You. I believe you're very active on, on TikTok. I'm I not very active there. Where else can people get in touch? I know your store in Durban North, just off Swapo. Yeah, uh, where else? order online from us, www.wickeddonuts.co.za. Uh, yeah. We stock three spas, um, Mount Edgecombe, 
Blair Athol and Shell Gateway. Yeah. And we've got three stores still. Oh, so lovely. We've got a Pavilion Kiosk, Florida Road, and Durban North. Lovely. Jean, you're amazing. Thank you for all the donuts. I'm going to lock my studio doors because people are going to start smelling donuts in the air, and all of a sudden, oh, there's shame. more people in the studio oh, than I the I hope trip. I brought you enough that you have more than enough for everyone. <laughs> to share. Look at you, kind person. I lock my doors. Thank, Thank you, Jean. You. You're the best. Thank you so much. Carol O'Foury, weekdays, 9 a.m. till 12, East Coast Radio.